Welcome to the Props Public Safety Podcast, where experienced firefighters discuss drone operations in public safety. Take flight, save lives, save service members. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Props Public Safety Podcast. I'm John Wakey. And I'm Mike Wall. Today's topic, we're going to be discussing how the change in weather affects your operations as a public safety UAS pilot. So we have a lot to talk about, a lot to discuss, Mikey. Um, There's no shortage of things that change when the weather changes. No, every season has its its issue that you're going to run into. Absolutely. When you come into the fall and winter months, all of those issues, I think they they compound. They They really do. I mean, you have that sweet spot in the middle of the summer where everything's going right, we're in spring, you know? Yep. And um, and now it's we're coming into that that time where we're going to consistently run into these little issues that are just going to compound as the weather um, starts to degrade. Oh, absolutely. And there's no shortage of things that are prone to go wrong, especially in the colder months, you know, when your hands are numb and you're like trying to hang on to yeah. a remote control, yeah. things aren't working right, no matter how hard you type, touch the screen it doesn't work yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know you can't and even drag it, and, and drop and that's anything. it like we're, we're talking about drones and everything else but but we really need to focus also on what we're doing as as, as pilots and co-pilots you know operating on a scene and we have to have the gear not only the gear to fly but the gear to have on so so you can actually operate safely effectively and you're not stopping a flight mid-flight because of an issue with being too cold or having to get a pair of gloves or any, anything else so changing that gear that gear bag as the season progresses is uh is an essential so point. let's let's start with a gear bag okay. so typically you know on a summer month you you have your hat you have your sunglasses yeah. right yeah. You know, you flip flops, <laughs> whatever you want, I you know. Yep. Um, but realistically, now you start getting into the fall. You got to start figuring on jackets. Then you get into the winter months. You got to start figuring on coats and hats. Yeah. And and even though you still now you need your sunglasses more than ever because of the glare that comes off when the sun is lower in the horizon. Well, yeah, you you would think that you would need sunglasses in the summer because you know you're on the beach and everything else. You're hanging out. Yeah. You know, you're looking and it's it's bright. But yeah, sun glare in the winter is is it's, it's like yeah, it's, it's brutal. So yeah, it's that's definitely. an essential. So when when you're setting up when you're making that transition from summer. We're going to skip fall right now. We're just going to say, let's say summer, summer to winter. Let's go to right? summer to winter right? and then we'll come back. We'll circle back to fall because yep. fall has its own nuances. That Yeah. So you go from that summer to winter mode. The one thing in your gear bag that's going to remain constant is, the, is that pair of sunglasses. Absolutely. Right? Now, other than that, we're going to go with our touch sensitive gloves, right? We need, right. we need, uh, we need obviously jackets, hats. Every, everything to Ear keep muffs, us, warmers, anything that you can do to keep you on scene as long as possible. Yeah. Now, if you have operating with a VO and everything, you do have that added addition where you can kind of flip flop back and forth between if pilot you make and VO, your VO pilot. If you make your, your VO a pilot, <laughs> if your pilot, pilot co pilot is a VO, or you know, how we always discuss that, but yeah, yeah definitely. Um, just the ability to say, all right, I'm going to warm up my hands for a little bit. And this is definitely one of those things where a heated jacket is probably a huge benefit for a lot of people. There's 
tons of heated jackets on the market um, from various different companies. I mean, they're available in Home Depot where they have the like Milwaukee battery in them and it's small enough where mm-hmm. it's it's not weighing you down and everything else, but it's it's light enough and it's warm enough where it's going to help you operate, especially in these in these colder temperatures, you know, give you somewhere warm to put your fingers for, yeah. you know, 30 seconds while, you know, you're you're hovering in a place where you could just say, all right, let me let me take a break for a second. Yeah. Um, so so we have we have our gear that's going to keep us on scene for as long as possible, as warm as possible. Right? Oh, absolutely. So we're talking about what's on us. What about our our gear? What about what's in our bags? What needs to be done with that? As far as which bags like the pilot bag per se let's, say, let's go with the pilot bag let's go with our with our drone gear so it now there's no shortage of things that are going to have to be changed and addressed in the winter months now instead of keeping that equipment cool you got to keep it semi-warm you have to keep it warm so but yeah. you can't keep it too warm or else as soon as you open up that case you're just going to fog your lens right yeah. away yeah um and that's going to happen every flight eventually that will clear up um you know what i mean but realistically, you want to try to avoid that. But more importantly, now you have to figure on what you're going to do with your batteries. So you can't leave your batteries. It's too hot to leave them on the dashboard on the mm-hmm. defrost cycle, but it's too cold to leave them outside of the, like outside in the in everyday atmosphere. I, I, I so, wish there was something that was around 98 degrees that you could just keep it. Uh, <laughs> well, there is, and it's called your body. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like now you need to start figuring out, all right, where am I putting these batteries yeah. as I fly them? How am I going to keep these batteries warm? So the batteries that are fully charged, you could stick them in the internal coat pockets, yeah. or if you have that heated jacket that we talk about, they don't heat up to the point where it's going to be damaging to the batteries, or else it would be damaging to your skin. So definitely being able to stick batteries in, yeah. in the inner pockets on there or something and so forth. But now what happens when you fly these batteries. Now these batteries need to be recharged. So they're going to be, you know, they're going to have to go somewhere where they could charge. Mm-hmm. And you can't really charge batteries in zero degree temperatures. No. It's just, it's not fitting for the battery. So you're going to have to now move your charging station or wherever it is to the inside of a vehicle with the heat on. Never take a battery and place it on the dashboard uh, with the defrost cycle going. It is too hot. Um, you will destroy and yeah. damage your batteries. All the enterprise equipment, for the most part, comes with uh, self-heating batteries, except for the Phantom series, I believe. Now, the issue with self-heating batteries, obviously, you are going to lose a little bit of flight time with that. You do. You do lose a little bit of flight time. It heats the batteries up to like 75 degrees. I don't know if that's Celsius or Fahrenheit. I really, to be honest with you, we never use it because we practice, you know, battery maintenance within our person because we've been doing that for years when they didn't have self-heating batteries. So, we kind of established ourselves with that you know workflow already so to be honest with you i don't even use the self-heating function yeah and i feel i have to i have to people tell me i'm a little cold so (laughs) i can't actually keep them in my pocket so you gotta chisel chisel, uh, the battery out of the block of ice that you don't use your heart (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so. so for me self-heating batteries they've they've been a godsend yeah so So unless you're a zombie or Mike, yeah, uh, yeah. the self-hating battery, uh, definitely experiment with that. Um, me personally, I don't even use it, like I said. Um, but there's other factors that we need to consider, more importantly, besides just, you know, the equipment, keeping the equipment warm and dry. Yeah. Because if you, now you have a piece of equipment that gets wet and that, uh, that wetness now turns to ice. Yeah. Um, that's not really that big of a problem in most cases if it's not on the propeller. We're saying like, you know, just condensation on the top of the drone or whatever. But now when you take that case and you put that case into the 
you know, it's water airtight compartment pretty much. And you leave it in your rig and it starts warming up and you go back mm -hmm. and you last two hours. Now you're building up moisture in your yeah. case. And so everything's got to be clean, dried and put away and stored correctly because that this is like that change of weather where you do build up condensation on well, you're, you know, the you're going from major extremes. Correct. You're going from that outdoor environment where it could be sub, you know, 32 degrees out back to an environment that is 75. Correct. And that back and forth movement has the ability to destroy a, uh, a drone with. Yeah. With, so that's definitely important to be wiping everything down, making sure everything is yeah. completely dry, letting these cases stay open and dry indoors when possible. And more importantly, keeping your case closed when on scene. A lot of times, yeah. like in the summer months, you have the case open, you kind of relax. But, you know, it's sitting on your table. It's not it on the will floor. It'll hold the heat. It'll hold the heat in. It'll hold. It yeah, that, that foam definitely does a good job. Yeah. Even a hand warmer in there, believe it or not. If you take a hand warmer and on a cold day and just drop it in there and close the case, that actually works fairly well to keep everything kind of consistently somewhat warm. Yeah. It's not going to work if you leave the case open. And if you're in zero degree temperature, a yeah. hand warmer is not going to do nothing. Um, but it does work for like those little chilly days where you need not to totally. get that out. Um, but keeping everything, you know, cool and dry. So it, ma maintaining your batteries. I mean, you should be doing that year round anyway, but again, absolutely. everything is to the extreme in the winter. Yeah. Right? And you're going to have to do these battery tests a little bit more frequently. So we have to uh, maintain our, our, our batteries. We need to make sure everything's wiped down. Again, this is done year round, absolutely. but there is, you know, a little bit more little that's bit, going on, more that's happening over, over the winter. What other year? Landing, landing pads, right? Well, landing. I want to go into landing pads when we talk about the fall. Because uh, okay. even though they have a place because of snow and ice and everything else, in the fall, the landing zone is really compromised okay. like uh, as that. a whole. So we'll save that one for the fall discussion that's coming up right after, you know, a word from our sponsor. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Once I go on my 10-minute <laughs> rant, after my 10-minute rant, we'll talk about fall. Um, but DJI recommends not flying below 32 degrees, which we don't have it's that option. Yeah, we don't have that option. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, well, I'm sorry, it's 30, 31 degrees. We can't help you. Good to know the <laughs> what the manufacturer suggests so you know the potential limitations of what you're operating. So I was, before you actually came over here, I was watching a video where they took a Mavic 3 and they flew it above Mount Everest. And I'm pretty sure it's colder than 32 degrees there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, we know that the equipment's capable of it. And I think it's up to pilots to build their own limitations and understand the limitations of their aircraft. Can it operate at 32 degrees? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, are there precautions that you need to take as short to mitigate, you know, icing on the propellers and icing as a whole within the aircraft? Absolutely. Like that needs to be done. Um, Even with icing and everything, you want to look at that dew point spread. Between yeah, you need that. You need that to be with, you know, over that 10 degree mark or else you have the risk of building up ice on the props. And if you build up ice on the props, you just you just are not going to sustain flight. It's going to go down. There's no way around it. Yeah. Yeah. Min minimal is five degree difference between the temperature and the dew point. Correct. correct. That's but, minimal. But public safety, we operate with, we have to put a redundancy factor in, right? We want to make sure that we have built in fail safes. So uh, for us, a, a 10 degree, 10 right? degrees is more than enough. A yeah. 10, 10 degrees is, is probably adequate for us. But again, when you hit that threshold, that's when that's another added thing that you have to start focusing on as a pilot. But even with that, like if you have to get that information and you're right in that range, 
Well, instead of, you know, flying for 30, 40 minutes with a battery, bring it back every 10. Bring Land it back it. every 10. Check, check your props. Check, check your props. Your so what happens is the icing doesn't, the ice can build up on the props. And that's not really the issue. It's not the ice. Um, it's the extra weight yeah. that burns out the motor or that puts stress on the speed control. And when they fail, they fail suddenly. And that's it. It's done. You cannot, you cannot fly at that point with the motor or the speed control shut down. Um, so, but you could cut these flights short. It doesn't mean that, oh my God, we're never well, going to do this. It means that we have to take that level of precaution. And I don't recommend these long flights. No, that's a decent rule of thumb is that as the season progresses and as the temperature drops, those flights, I mean, those flights will get shorter anyway, just because of the weather conditions. Yes. But on top of that, Cut your flights a little bit shorter because it's just as easy to swap out a battery. I normally go, go half. Yeah, I normally go half. Um, and that's with the Mavic series, uh, with the M300s, where they're in the air for 40 minutes, and uh, the M30, where it's in the air for, you know, they're in the they're up there for a while. Yeah, yeah. I, I would actually probably bring it down either three to four times um, if I'm at that range. Yeah, I usually- um, And I'll check it. If I could go a little bit longer than 10 minutes, then I'll put it up to, you know, 12. If I could go longer than 12, then I'll put it up to 15. Yeah, yeah. And I'll kind of work progressively until I see, you know, that there's an issue. And then if I notice an issue, I'll dial it back, you know, by five minutes. I always, so. I always go by the, the percentage. I always go with like a 30, 30 uh, a drone operating at 30 minutes, like their maximum flight time of 30 minutes. And then what percentage should you be at for, for taking yeah. it back? Uh, but again, when you go into the M30s and everything, your, your flight time is increased. So obviously, you can change, you can kind of yeah. change that. That also brings you to the other factor that these batteries are going to, they're going to shrink, mm -hmm. you know, like, so, oh yeah, I was getting 45 in the summertime. Well, congratulations, you're getting 30 now. Yeah. So that's something for you guys to be aware of. You guys got to stop bringing your equipment back sooner. Yeah. Um, and definitely, you know, with enough, you know, battery in the bank to mitigate, you know, some a landing pad obstruction and all this other crap that could uh, potentially happen, you know, everything seems to happen in the last 20%, it feels like. Uh, yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? Like anything absolutely. that could go I need, wrong. I need three like, more laps around the building to make. Yeah. Uh, can you give me two orbits? And uh, how about yeah. a 3D model? Do uh, you have time for that? But but by- It's only a million square feet. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's it's not, not a problem. It'll work. I'll make it, I'll, I'll do it twice. Yeah. But uh, but when you look at that percentage and, and you're used to taking it back, let's say 25%, right? I yeah. take it back at 30, but let's say 25%. In the summer, not a problem, right? You're no. on the ground. But that battery is draining that much faster. Your 20% now becomes 18, 17, 16. So, so maybe that threshold of I'm taking it back at 25% should be bumped up to 35%. And especially the because time. A lot of pilots, a lot of pilots go by time, not even like figuring on battery percentage. Like they'll, they'll, they'll start a stopwatch and they'll be like, oh, well, I've been flying for 15 minutes now. I'm at approximately 50%. Okay, yeah, that that kind of works, but in the winter, that that's no. all subject to change. Like, yeah. even if you you're flying a decent battery and you're like, oh, I've been getting 15 minutes, it's not uncommon for your next battery to get you 10 out of nowhere, and you're like, yeah. Yeah. what's going on? Mm -hmm. You know, these were all purchased, they're all maintained. It's just the nature of the beast. Yeah, uh, you know, it's silicone lottery, I guess. <laughs> you know, and so now we discussed the drone, all that. You know, equipment that kind of goes. Gear, we have what we're supposed to wear, how we should operate with our gear. What about actual um, changing settings or anything? Should we? So absolutely, you're going to need definitely need to change your exposure settings. 
on the camera, at least okay. the thermal settings. I mean, you're going to have to dial them in a little bit harder too. If yeah. you have isotherms and stuff, you could really, you're going to have to toy with them, especially if you have like snow I, on the ground or if whatever. You, if you have isotherms, I actually like, I would like there to be presets installed in some of, in, in, where you can say, okay, I'm going into my winter operations. I'm going into my fall operations, my summer operations, because a roof in the summer could be 140 degrees if it's a tar roof. Oh, absolutely. You know? With a hundred or, or more, 200 degrees, you know? Yeah. And if I can't put that preset in, well, then I don't at least have a threshold to go by where I can adjust. It would be nice to say, okay, I'm in, we're operating in now the winter. We're going to set our preset isotherms to the winter conditions. And then once we arrive on scene, we'll adjust accordingly to fit, you know, fit the weather. Yeah. Maybe one day, maybe they'll listen to this and they'll be like, you know I what? Know. This guy is an absolute genius. Or they're, they're probably going to listen and be like, this guy's a moron. Yeah. Yeah. Or, but, just, or just take it and run with it. Yeah. One of the two. They're going to do something. Just take it and run with it. It's yeah. going to make my job easier. Just, just do it. it. Just do it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you're definitely changing your, your camera settings. You're definitely yeah. changing, you know, how you operate as a whole. Yep. Um, you'll there, overexpose, there are, there you'll are. overexpose a little bit in, in when you start to get those, those blanket whiteout kind of yes. environments. Yeah. So you're going to want to dial it back by like, you know, three, negative three, negative seven, yeah. you know, get some nice, pretty shots. As far as thermal, you're going to have to work with it because every scene is going to be different. Yeah. And that's if you're going with manual settings. I mean, obviously yeah. a lot of pilots operate just with that auto. Yeah. And auto, I believe it does a great job yeah. of compensating for everything in there. But now let's dive into the fall because we already did winter operations, but now we're in that transition. In fall, you definitely have a lot more going on because of the change. You have a lot more, you know, you have leaves on the ground. You have debris blowing around. Wind I feel like it gets windier Wind conditions in fall. change drastically yeah. from that summer to, to fall. That and I feel like the wind changes directions too, yeah. which if you're operating in an urban environment, it doesn't sound like it's a big deal. Oh, the wind's coming from the east or it's coming from the west. It doesn't make a difference. But it does because this plays on these buildings. These shear winds are now different. So when you would normally have a condition operating at a you know specific building and you're like, all right, I kind of know the wind is going in this direction in the fall months and winter months, fall more so than the winter, um, these winds come out of different directions, which will give you different shear winds. Um, and I've noticed that, you know, just from operating, you know, doing our testing where we'd normally fly for our practice drills, yeah. that in Addy mode, the drone was actually moving opposite of what I would expect it to move. Okay. The whole, you know, summer months, it was going, you know, east, we'll say. Yeah. And, uh, well, actually, it is east. And it started going southwest. Um, and that's just out of nowhere over the past, you know, week or so that that happened to happen. And that's been consistent with every, you know, every flow flight that I've flown. So, we have leaves on the ground. We have sticks. We have stuff being blown mm -hmm. around. For an M300, M30, this really isn't that much of a problem. But it is when you start getting into, you know, your Mavic series, you know, your Anafi AIs mm -hmm. with the smaller propellers. So landing pads, you know, from fall forward are a must. They are a must. And Absolutely. I even go as far as either bringing a broom or a leaf blower in the rig and just to clear an area. It's a lot faster to just blow the stuff away with a leaf mm -hmm. blower, set up your stuff and not have to worry about it than it is to kind of sweep everything out of the way. But I mean... 
like I, you yeah. have a leaf that's holding your camera gimbal. Now you just got to go back I and know. reset. You're, you're, and now it's like, even though it's not a big issue. There's it, so much more debris on scene in, in the fall months yeah. than at any, any other time. Yeah. And especially and like in the winter months, like for the snow and everything, like everybody expects, all right, if there's snow, you got to move and clear that snow before yeah. you can operate. Um, I think they kind of just turn a blind eye to leaves, just expecting them to be there. Oh, it's just part of, you know, the part of the season. Okay. But they really. But you can operate on a snowpack. If you put the, you put a landing zone down, you're fine. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, you know, there's a lot of movement in the fall that you don't get in any other season. Yep. So you have to be aware of that with your landing zones. Absolutely. And that brings us around all the seasons except spring. Yeah. Which I feel like if you're in Aruba, you don't have to worry about the wind conditions because they're always in one direction. It's true. But so disregard if you are. If you're in Aruba, Aruba lucky Aruba you. Yeah. Congratulations for being there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you guys hiring by any chance? Because, hey, you, I know how to fly a drone. Uh, trade winds. Yeah. I mean, it is definitely. Yeah. All right. So so we have, uh, we pretty much covered the basics, right? What Absolutely. to do with your gear on your body, what to do with the gear in your bag, what to do with the gear in your drone, on your drone. And I think it's important that pilots realize that they got to prepare for this. Mm -hmm. um, so once they start getting a system that kind of works, document it. Make a, a winter checklist. Make you know absolutely. As, as, season's changing. Let's get that checklist out and let's start switching over. Everything yeah, and, and you're going to be changing your, or adapting your workflow slightly. So even that should be addressed in your pre-flight checklist. If you're going to be one of these people that are you know mitigating the the battery temperature by using the self-heated batteries, then that needs to be in your checklist. You know, all right, we have airspace. We have this. Yeah, all my batteries adequately heated. Um, it's got to be in there. Because we fought, you're only as good as your checklist is. Um, that's going to keep you systematic. And the more systematic you get, especially in these conditions, um, when things are changing, mm -hmm. it, when you bring the standard to it, you'll, you actually run a safer operation that way. Yeah. And you, you'll do these subtle differences that you wouldn't normally do during the summer months. It might be as simple as we have to leave the rig on. Be sure to leave the rig on. Just yes. so that when you charge, go to charge your batteries and you have to, you can kind of throw them back in the rig for a little bit, let them warm up. Yeah. And get and get to a decent temperature. So subtle changes throughout throughout the season. And again, they should be documented and and put into place accordingly. Yeah. And don't forget about your other equipment as well. If you're using any type of generators and stuff to make sure that that stuff has the proper precautions taken for the cold weather that's coming anyway. Great. So that pretty much wraps up this episode of Props Public Safety Podcast. Stay safe. Fly safe. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks for joining us at the Props Public Safety Podcast. If you want to take flight with our hosts and learn more about our public safety education program, go to propsflightschool.com and click the public safety button.